This one time at game... My friend Jesse was the master of all the dungeons. He would sit at the head of the table with his DM screen and the rest of us looking at him, waiting for him to begin. We were lucky in some ways. He would start every adventure nearly the same, in a tavern. Usually some old, wizened person would tack a parchment to a post about needing adventurers. And then the crack of a soda pop can would break the spell, and he'd lift the red can with the jolt bolt on it to his lips and drain the highly caffeinated beverage. This would happen nearly always at the most tense moments. Once we were on our way, usually during the traveling parts of the adventure, like after the first ambush, out would come his box of lucky charms. Yup, the leprechaun cereal with all the marshmallows in it. The real issue was he didn't share. Eventually, we got tired of the not sharing. One night, when he got up to do something away from the table, we had our revenge. You would not believe how quickly a box of Lucky Charms can be sifted through and all the marshmallows can be eaten, leaving just the toasted oat puff pieces. He was not pleased. He made our characters fight gelatinous cubes for the rest of the session as punishment. Okay, now roll for initiative. Welcome to On a Roll, the role-playing game podcast that proves experience counts. Tabletop, LARP, mush, and everything in between. We're not better gamers than you, we just all have different experiences to share. And maybe we can help you have more fun at your game. Because the only way to win at a role-playing game is to to have have fun. fun. I'm impressed. Nobody stopped that to make fun of the changing tagline. Well, Except for right now. Yes, you stopped it. I did. Yeah. I messed it up. You did. Just keep going. <laughs> did we like that one? Yeah, that's good. I'm Ryan. I'm the curmudgeon. And joining me as always is the legend, Carrie. Hello. And of course, Jason. The favorite and also the one with the most paper snakes. And we can be found at honorrollpodcast.com. <laughs> uh, can we also be found at iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere else you get your freshly minted podcast? That's right. We're also on Twitter at honorrollpodcast. Tweet, tweet. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash honor roll podcast. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. And hosts at honorrollpodcast.com. That's where you can email us. And we beg you to because we will read it and comment. We might even read it on the air. Probably if it's good. Yeah. yeah. Actually, even if, if it's, it's not if it's good, not we'll good, probably we'll read, read it, yeah. it anyway. Well, you can also find us on Patreon where you can back us uh, and help keep us on the air at patreon.com slash podcast. That's my favorite. Is okay. it? Let's I get do. our Patreon like report from the Patreon person. Reporter. Carrie. I'm, I'm the Patreon. Oh. The Patreonist. The, Patre- oh. Oh, oh. I don't think I like that. Patreonist, that makes, I don't know. That's Isn't weird. that the thing you summon with your wand? Maybe. I don't have a wand. <laughs> oh. I don't, I don't know. Okay. So, who do we got? Uh, well, we, we sadly, we don't have any new wizard level. But, you know, we picked up some people last week, so that's great. Yeah, like, we're, we're, do, we're doing good. There's but, no complaints. But we do have some wizard level folks that we name every week. So, first off is Cameron Pruitt. <gasps> He's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying so I'm trying to solve the mystery, Cameron. Where do you work now? Because all of the babies are uses are closed. <gasps> oh no. Where Aww. did you go? Where did you go, Cameron? Where are you, Cameron? Maybe you they okay? were bought by a larger baby conglomerate. Maybe oh. they were bought by Pepsi, and that's oh, why he's sending that's all he's the Pepsi. Pepsi. Maybe he moved to the DC area so he could play in an awesome okay. LARP. Lost Colonies? Thanks, oh. Johans. You're great. Don't forget oh. he also has a Patreon. And and if Cameron's playing in your game, be nice to him. And I, thank us. And let us know, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, who oh, else oh, do we have? Ryan Gary? Martin. Yeah. Yeah, he's my favorite Ryan. That's true. I heard a rumor that he may be buying a house. That's true. Oh. He's buying a house at Lee. It's going to be cool. Okay, then we'll, we're on our way, Ryan. And, and don't forget, Ryan, it's very scary, and it doesn't ever get better. <laughs> we also uh, we also have Drew Stevens, who just commented in one of our articles right this second, because I saw the notification pop up. What did uh, he say? What did he say? He's talking about the... It's that article about healthy PvP in games and how to do it better, and he eh, was don't. largely agreeing with the article, except he felt like that they... We're skimming over the fact that uh, you can't both have PvP and no secrets. In his opinion, there's some issue there Fair. because you can't push. I kind of feel the same way, though. That's my why, like, yeah. you know, for a while you had kind of championed this idea that instead of player versus player, we should be calling it character versus character. I still largely believe that. I and think there's a... There's a there's a trick to it though. Yeah, and I and I always said, well, it's always player versus player unless everybody knows everybody's secrets, right? Well, because you know, in the Houses of the Blood game, that's how John Wick advocates it be played. If you have a secret meeting, you should announce it to the entire room. Anybody who wants to attend can go. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? I'd, I'd yeah. like to play in a house. Drew, run us a house of the blood in LARP and we'll come to oh, it. Oh, Drew, yeah. Yeah. All right, and who else? Do we have anybody else? We do. We have Brian Fox. Oh. Who's got like a superhero name? Brian's got a uh, a character interview coming as well. That's right, he does. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Yeah, we sent Brian. We sent you the message over Patreon with the questions. So, so if you didn't get it, let us know the you, questions. You check Patreon if you haven't found it yet. Yeah. All right, I, we have one more too. Who's that? Oh, we have the evil, twisted Darth Horrifica. Ooh. Oh, yeah. she, she sounds scary. She, she does sound scary. I've a, met her. She's pretty scary. A dark lordess of the Sith. <laughs> Lord person. Lord person? Lord is? Yes. I don't know. I know. <laughs> the, the, the Galactic Empire is, it's it's kind of a transmedia blockbuster. Oh my it god. Is, okay, so, come on. All right. So, what else we got going on? Oh, yeah, if you want one of these, you can look up us on patreon.com slash podcast. We'd love to give you a shout out, and you can get one by... And we love you guys. Yeah. Signing up to at the oh. wizard level. Go but there. we would appreciate any support. We do. Yeah. Well, when last we left our intrepid adventurers, we were sitting here at this table recording a podcast. That's right. Tell me, Carrie. I feel like that's all we do. It's true. It feels like it's all I do. (laughs) So what you been up to, Carrie? Um, well, you know, the the Kickstarter is done. It's right. It's yeah. So so. it just finished, right? So finally, no more uh, vomiting in the middle of the night and craving Panda Express. Oh no, that always happens. That's true. I just like Panda Express. It, 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 I have mixed emotions. I I really like the the orange chicken. The orange chicken's pretty good. Good, but um, so yeah, so now I'm getting ready to start uh, editing what I have to do to finish the book and then to get it printed. Are you ready to release your idea for the next one yet? No, 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 no. No, because I have now we're back in the secret time. Um, But um, I did get uh, approached to doing a program cover for a convention. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, And then the, 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 the other big life changing thing that's happened is adventure time ended. That was pretty eventful. Oh, my God. I'm going to assume that by the time this episode comes out, I've had time to watch it. Okay. (laughs) I cried. Okay. That's great. I was very sad. 
Okay, well, besides being sad, what else? What did you do, Ryan? I've been finishing up everything on your Kickstarter, working to get all the stories done. I appreciate it. And um, I wish I could say that there was more, but that's really it. Uh, my my folks are about to be in town for Grandparents' Day, and so yes. that is always a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's you know, a balance. Uh, you know, we've been taking care of my uh, dad for like the last two years because he's had a bunch of health concerns. Right. And I have been deeply reminded how much I hate living with other people. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I love my parents. And they're, I mean, they really, they're some of the best parents I've ever met. Right. As far as like. You're like they're the best parents I've ever had. Well, no, like I've met lots of other people's parents and I'm like, wow. Whew. But my parents aren't, are, are pretty good. And I've been living with him off and on for the last two years, and I despise living with people. Sure, sure. <laughs> and it's nothing against them. It's it's all me. Is that pretty much what you've been up to? Uh, no. The one other thing is, you know, I talked about trying out for that Damarung part, and I didn't get the one I was going for, but I did get cast, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. Can you tell cool. us what you were cast as yet? Or, no, it's something that I work out with the uh, staff. Okay. If I had gotten one of the ones I was going for, those are already written is my understanding. Okay. But uh, these, you work out something with them and you work as a basically you sort of play a character but your purpose is to specifically uphold the rest of the game and make sure things go um, off well. Okay. Like if there, if conflict seems to be getting a little too heated you help uh, diffuse it diffuse it, and right. if it's getting too cool and things are getting boring you help put some stuff out there to get people going again. And the way you do that is you stand up on the top of a milk crate and at the top of your lungs you yell Uh, So I'm pretty excited about that. And, you know, of course, I'm already dreading the outage that's coming up in November. So that'll be great. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that was fast. It was. Yeah. Well, you know, our lives are not always nonstop excitement and action. That's true. Regularly. Yeah. Regularly they are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm... uh, I'm kind of, this week is going to be crazy for me because I'm gearing up, you know, Cleveland Geekster is this weekend. That's right. Yeah. So. I'm very excited. I mean, I'm going to be there, of course. No, you so. won't. Uh, you say that every year and you never come. You I never came s- once. You don't, support, <laughs> you don't support me in anything I do. You don't even listen to my podcast. I have started listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Though I didn't haven't listened to the last episode yet because I've been listening to audiobooks too much. I, I, uh, we've had a lot of people t- like tell us that they really liked our last episode. I heard the last one was like, yeah, yeah maybe, I was like, maybe I should listen to it. Okay. <laughs> I guess we're okay. Well, if you're in the Cleveland, Tennessee area, Geekster is on Saturday, the 22nd. Mm-hmm. It, it is uh, from 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. And it's a toy comic book memorabilia it's just five bucks, right? Show. Yeah, and it's just five bucks to get in. It's I went last year, and it was worth five bucks to walk around and look at all the collectibles. Yeah, it's pretty fun. And so, there's a little bit of gaming, too, right? Yeah, uh... Dicehead Games and Comics, which is where we had Free RPG Day. Yes. We did an episode. They're going to come there. over? They're, they've brought in the Dungeons & Dragons Adventurers League. Okay, cool. And so, so you can sit gonna, down and play some Fifth Ed? Yeah, I think that that... I think that that costs you like a dollar an hour on top of what you pay. Oh, no. Yeah, so, so it's, it's like, like an extra five dollars? Yeah, so it's like five bucks to get in, and then you pay a dollar an hour for every hour that you play Dungeons & Dragons back there. But that's pretty cool. What time does that start? 10 a.m., and it goes until 5 p.m. Oh, yeah. I might try to do that this year. Yeah. We should be running... Oh, okay. <laughs> you should have a play test, but it's too late now. <laughs> well, and he's got too much going on. Yeah, he's running true. the convention, you know? That's true. Or the yeah. show, not convention. Okay, let's cut all that. Awesome. <laughs> 
All right. Well, then I guess let's go ahead and head to combat rounds. Music break. No. We're not going to do a music break, Jason. Oh, no. Are we going to do an ad instead? We are. We okay. are going to do an advertisement. I guess that's what I get for not listening all the yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> this is from Chris Pastelnik, who uh, he was on our show back a while ago. Oh, that's right. That we was like the Chris. first episode I missed. That's why y'all won up on me. Yeah, and mm. he does a awesome uh, actual play podcast that is called Corpses and Curios. And so this is the commercial he has done. Mm-hmm. Hello, friends. Do you like mystery? Why is he sending two people through two different avenues after what amounts to a deck of cards? Horror? He says, Your friends need this. Do they really need me, though? Yes. And he explodes, giving another fright check minus two. Action. You hear Graham's British voice yell, Kill her! Immediately, the air fills with <laughs> machine gun fire. Oh, <laughs> and... My name is Villa. No. Villa, the singing gorilla. Whatever the hell that was. Check out Corpses and Curios. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you dig up your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Corpses Curios for some diabolical surprises and information. Welcome to Combat Rounds. That's right. What's today's topic, Ryan? Today we're talking about all of the things that aren't game that make your game awesome. And, and we're not talking about squids. But one of them is squids. Nice. Well, I mean, if we had fried squid, you know, calamari is pretty good. Okay, yeah. We can run a calamari LARP. You can you can literally, you know, Tara's design. It's a LARP. <laughs> get it? Because it's a yeah, calamari. <laughs> She's writing one about people that are in a book club. Yeah. But I, I don't like, I was like, what, what would that be about? I would just want to be in a book club. Though. I want to play the NPC then Oprah. I get, then I actually have to read the book, though. Well, yeah. That should be what her ST character is called. Oprah? Oprah. But here's the question is, if you're running a LARP that's a, about a book cr- club, aren't you actually just running a book club? Well, no, you give everybody a character, and they reveal more about themselves so than, they learn, than the book. You're running a book club, In but character. making everybody pretend to be someone else. That's called LARP. How often have we went to LARP and done things that would be boring if we weren't in our characters? Like, talk to each other. I've never read an Oprah Winfrey book. No, but you could read <laughs> oh my That's oh my it, gosh. the secret, the LARP! <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be more of a mush. Because it's just a bunch of wishful thinking. <laughs> what? I don't know. You're going to soon not be the favorite, mister. Oh, well. What would I, I'm, I'm sorry if I offend the, the 50 or 60 people that mush. That's that, actually uh, pretty accurate. Okay, but you want to know what? But they're the Are, same 50 or 60. Yeah, and, and, and they're the, each playing 30 games. That's also... Hey, one of the people I tried out with was a musher. And I was like, oh, crap, she's got to play Carrie's mush. But then I couldn't re- remember their name well, because we were doing all this stuff. And I was like, oh, crap, i got to get I, them I would up like theory. to point out to you guys that a large percentage of our listeners, though, That's are true. mushers. That's true. So maybe you guys should be nicer. Look, it is part of the role play community to crap on anybody that's not part of your oh segment. Oh, my goodness. No. <laughs> 
Stop it. Oh, it's like when I was just a gamer and I wasn't a role player really yet. And you're over there moving your little Warhammer miniatures and shitting on everybody that's playing vampire <sighs> on the other side of the room. Or when you'd play like Magic the Gathering and you'd be like shitting on anyone who didn't have their cards in sleeves. Oh, <sighs> sleeved cards. Such. Oh. Hey, how about this? Let's not be mean to other nerds. So maybe that's the first part. Of that's episode. that's the yeah. no, that's the community episode. Topic, topic episode number one. Don't be but a douche. The Big that's Bang true. Theory is nothing but mean to nerds. Yes, and it does very well. It does do very well. <laughs> we can we can have a whole other. Uh, in fact, I will put another podcast about that. <laughs> Big Bang down on my list of media. Yeah, I just want to say this uh, about the Big Bang Theory is that I believe that the Big Bang Theory is. The biggest, the biggest wool ever pulled down over geekdom's eyes yeah. in well, history. Most geeks hate it, though. Uh, that's I don't find that to be as true. I as find you do. that a lot of people who are like middle aged, who think they know what geeks are like, love it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I used to have a boss who just thought it was the best show ever. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. You work. I, construction. I don't. I do work construction. <laughs> And you don't sleeve your magic cards. I do not. I will not. I will not. If if <laughs> anybody out there listening, if you have a card that's worth a thousand dollars and you put it in a sleeve and play with it instead of buying selling it, I think you're making a mistake. <laughs> but I'm that kind of guy. I don't know that you're wrong though. That was the argument. Well, if I have a forty thousand dollar deck, I'm going to sleeve the cards. If I have a forty thousand dollar deck, I'm not going to work this year because I'm going to sell it. You're going to buy a house. <laughs> I'm going to buy a house. It's not going to be a great house. I was just going to say, Ryan, don't take that advice. Don't sell your magic cards to buy a house. Why not. would you say no? I do not have because, forty thousand. No, I was talking to Ryan Martin. Oh, Ryan oh. Martin, sell your magic cards, buy a house. No, not only that though. I'm saying if you own, don't buy a forty thousand dollar house, buy I a bought a thirty thousand dollar house. Yes, and you're trying to move now, Ryan Martin, because of the location, not because uh, of the house. Ryan Martin, I encourage you to buy any house that your magic cards will allow you to afford. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I will support you. Oh. I will come and sleeve your house. <laughs> oh, that sounds awful. And that does sound dirty. Uh, we need to get an editor and cut all this. Do we though? <laughs> I don't know. I think, so, I think our player. I, I think our listeners actually. I don't call them all players. I think our yeah. listeners like uh, our mess up tabletop. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about table talk. Let's talk it's about table, uh, talk. table talk. Table talk. That's our next part. You're listening to table talk. <laughs> We're going to talk about all things we play in games. I thought it was just tables. Let's talk about the tables. Oh boy. All right, so let's talk about the things that are not the game that you can do to make the game a little bit better. Like share your cereal. Like share oh, your share. freaking cereal. Hey, you know you oh. can buy just the marshmallows? Well, you couldn't back then. What would have been funny is if he had, like, had two boxes and, like, one box was just the marshmallows. And so he would just replace them when you guys ate them all. To say would, the right amount. He'd be like, take that. <laughs> Carry. Scoop. And I'll just exactly say. Exactly 27 I, marshmallows I don't back like here. marshmallows in my cereal. You no, know, they're gross. And so it was like, we're all shoving them in our mouths to hurry up and finish them. And then, like, your mouth goes dry. Yeah. Because, they, you know, so you're like. Because they rehydrate and suck all the saliva out of your Yeah, it was terrible. Now, they Marty, turn into, they turn into all Elmer marshmallows. And then, and then the worst part is that you, uh, the only thing to drink was Jolt. 
Which is disgusting. It's it's like cola if somebody boiled it down. No, it's <laughs> like it makes your teeth hurt when you drink it. It's Here's a my bunch question. Of sugar too. This is a real, a legitimate question. I mm-hmm. think right. Um, just the marshmallows from from Lucky Charms versus Jolt Cola, which has more sugar. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Tie. <laughs> you know, they changed the formula. Jolt isn't nearly what it used to be. But really? also, like, everything's got ten times more caffeine and sugar now. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, then let's just go there. Okay, so, so. Let, we're going to start. We're actually going to divide this into tabletop, LARP, and mush because the— And be- everything in between. The and beasts, everything in between. The beasts are so different that we kind of felt like uh, the things that happen around the game are different enough that we should do them separately. But, so, right. but we have a lot same. of similar stuff. Stuff, but you have yeah. to present it differently. Yeah. Thematically. Thematically. That's right. All right. So uh, number like the number one. one thing for tabletop is you have to have something to eat and drink. It's just like a law. Right. So you've got snacks. Sure. Right. What was – so when you guys tabletop, what was your snack? Oh, you the know. snack du jour. We went through a phase of – you remember when they <laughs> had the 50-piece buckets of chicken nuggets? Yeah. Uh, like I think yeah. you can still get those, right? Like it, but it came in a bucket, right? So I would go in every time we were fixing to have a game, and I ordered five of those. Five? Yeah. How many people were in your gaming group? Five. Anyone who eats fifty nuggets in one setting? It was all night. It's like five hours. We I, would have three and, or four and, nuggets left. Anyway, yeah, we would order like five of those buckets, and uh, it was worth doing it because the guy would be like, five. <laughs> And you're like, yeah, man. And then he'd go back in the kitchen and you hear somebody go, five? five? <laughs> What's your, I feel like uh, like the legacy of your gaming group was like high cholesterol. I don't know. Uh, you know, I think it was actually like six people. So that's more reasonable. There you go. No fries. <laughs> just just, oh, 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 just oh, 250 chicken nuggets. That was the part that I missed. Yeah, yeah, no fries. That would be every, silly. And everyone was <laughs> drinking Diet Coke. So it was okay. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, and for a long time, you know, for real, my go to for uh, uh, tabletop, we had pasta. It was always like we didn't mm. do Mountain Dew and, and. You guys actually did meals? Yeah, we did meals That's every fun. time. It was great. We did that sometimes yeah. when we lived in Chicago. Yeah. We, well, would, we would make gamer pasta. You can throw pasta together for like a dollar and a half for 10 people. Okay, so here's the, the secret gamer pasta recipe that will feed like everybody. Right. right? You buy like the, the big box of elbow noodles. Right. Boiling them up. Sure. Right. And then you've got to buy one of those big aluminum party trays that sure. you can bake. You know, so you the can big throw aluminum. it away afterwards. Right. You dump all of those boiled elbow noodles in there and then you get like the biggest jar of Prego you can find and you dump that in there. Mm-hmm. You scramble up. That's how you could tell I'm from the Midwest. Because you scramble things. You scramble. Yeah. You scramble up uh, like a couple pounds of, of hamburger meat. That's crazy. With some diced onions. Mm-hmm. You dump if that. If you want to be really fancy, put that, some garlic in there. Right. I was going to say, that's not scrambling. <laughs> you dump that in there. And then uh, and then you add like a cup of Miracle Whip. And then you stir that thing up. You had me going right up until the end. I'm and, pretty sure you've ate it before. And you loved it. I didn't love it if it had Miracle Whip. You didn't it. know. <laughs> you didn't know. Oh, phew. anyway. So, what was what about you? What was the, the wait? Food? No cheese. Yeah, yeah. You cover the top with cheese. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What was your gaming food? Um, 
after the cereal incident, sure, um, we would all start bringing our own snacks, uh, and you know, we'd share them. But right. you know, but um, <laughs> I started bringing salt and vinegar potato chips because no, nobody else, no one them. else would eat them, <laughs> and I really like them. <laughs> salt and vinegar potato chips are not like something. If someone said, "Hey, are those good?" You'd be like, "Ah, good," but they're. Pleasurable? It's kind of like what you just described. It's the same thing. I know of a bunch of smokers who would smoke like they would smoke shit cigarettes whenever yeah. they went to, to to their tabletop or LARP. Because nobody else would smoke them. Everyone was bumming cigarettes yeah. from everybody and they didn't they yeah. couldn't afford to supply cigarettes for everybody. <laughs> and so they would smoke it was like for four hours every week they would smoke the shittiest cigarettes they could because yep. nobody would want them. That's why I drink gin. They no saved, one ever steals your gin. Right? <laughs> they saved hundreds of dollars every week on cigarettes. No, but but seriously, like my, my go to is always some kind of a chip. Yeah. Chips are like, great. I, I just I'm a, I like salt. Yeah, when I was when I was doing a ton of ta- when I tabletop like two nights every single weekend. That sounds awesome. Uh, it was um, it was Doritos, Cool Ranch Doritos. Cool Ranch Doritos are good. My friend Todd Todd Wood and I we would we would share split a bag of, of Cool Ranch Doritos, and that was that was the Mamba Jamba. Oh, side note, my DM always had a big giant bowl of those candies, the Red Hots. Yeah. And that was what that was like what he had. That was whole, his cereal. Yeah, the whole time he was shoving red hots in his mouth. I used to work at a site and there was this dude who would bring in like five or six pounds of red hots. Oh my gosh. Once a week and he would distribute them all over the everywhere the the work tables so people could have red hots all day. Weird. It was crazy. That's that is. So but the big thing at my gaming group was that there was always hot chocolate. Yeah, you've mentioned that before, that yeah. hot chocolate was the deal. Right, and so we would all show up like 7, 8 o'clock, and about, about 9, 30, 10, right when it's just, you know, it was just about that time, it was starting to get later, we'd all pause, we'd go into the kitchen, and we would boil a, a, a thing of water, you know, in the, the tea kettle, and, um, you know, it was the last loud noise we were allowed to make before uh, before my DM's parents were, right. <laughs> were asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan and I had just started dating, and we uh, had come down to Tennessee to come visit. Sure. And, you know, because Ryan had come down, they the gaming the go- go- oh, the- got back together to, right. oh, to right, play Oh, right, because again. they all moved down here before you did, right? They they were here. Okay. Yeah. And um, so I got to experience the hot chocolate a couple times, and <laughs> it was good. Because awesome. <laughs> it wasn't just, like, Ness. Nesquik or you yeah, know, like his it wasn't, parents bought good hot. It was, it was right, fancy right. hot chocolate, yeah. so it was good. You know, it's way way better if you boil milk. Uh, way way better. Can you? No, not I can't. Not if it's about on food. Everything. It's food stuff. It's just food stuff. No, you do that on everything. How are you everyone's favorite? I I don't understand because I stopped doing it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I've started back recently to uh, results. <sighs> So what? Are, what did I have you strong guys, opinions, damn it! Right? Mm-hmm. What did you guys drink? Um, we did cokes for a long time. I tried really hard to not drink the Jolt um, because it's so. Uh, um, but you know, I I actually um, my original tabletop game. I would start bringing Pepsi, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, we would also do chocolate milk. Oh, interesting! Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. What about alcohol? Did any of you ever have alcohol at your gaming table? Only when I was running game. Yeah, because then I, mean, I would drink. <laughs> the truth is, the truth is, I feel like alcohol is way more acceptable at a tabletop game. There you know, is a divide in the LARP community now about how much 
alcohol right. is allowed. Like, to, not to jump ahead to LARP, but I kind of feel like at a LARP, there are too many people you're not close to or who are mostly, who are, you know, mostly strangers to introduce an element like, like alcohol right. sa- for safety re- reasons. Yeah. But like at a, at a tabletop group, you know, the you six know, of you are friends. Right. If everybody wants to okay, have a couple you know of beers, what? I who can cares? remember, uh, my friend Jason would bring beers and cupcake would sometimes bring alcohol to drink. Right. Sure. Um, but, but every, but they were like eight, nine years older than us. So sure. like a lot of us weren't able to drink. Oh no, you can't drink alcohol where there's minors. You no, I, but I mean, trouble. they would drink it, but none of the rest of us. Oh would. no, I know. You know? And so, but you know, like, so yeah, like, I mean, but that was really the only time I can think of. We having, used to do it when we had a regular group, we would have, you know, it wasn't every week, but we'd have a few beers, but you weren't getting liquored up. No, we weren't getting liquored up. Right. I was probably drinking more than anybody, but that was when I drank enough, so it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I know there was a few nights where the, the hot chocolates ended up being a little more like a, an Irish hot chocolate. <laughs> but, yeah, it was the same thing. Nobody was getting. Nobody was Yeah, getting. because, you know what, if you, because I've been there when we've been tabletop and everybody's been drinking and it kind of crossed over a line and, like... That's fun too, just to hang out and you know, like at a party or something. If you're, but you're not like, table topping anymore, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, if you want to do that, you and obviously, please, if you do, if you do participate in tabletop while drinking, please be responsible and don't drive. Absolutely. I know too many people who carries the legend and the mom. I That's am. true. That's true. part of being a legend is what making a, sure people don't die. So what about location? <laughs> what about location? Well, for I, actually, I think that is way more important than food and drink. Yeah. I know we, we said like, no, the number it, one thing. You know thing. what? Um, it is. But like if you're not – if you don't feel comfortable where you're at, you, you're you not going to have a good time and no one else is either. That's true. I've played at houses that smelled bad. Oh, And yeah. so you're kind of like, ah, pff, I think I made a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> or, or when you go in, you have to like knock things off of a chair to be able to find a place to sit. That's right. one of the reasons why I stopped hosting games at my house. So I didn't have to bleed so much. Because your house smelled so bad. And you had I'm like, I'm used to all this, but I don't want to have to clean it up for other people. Okay, no. so what was what was the worst place you've ever gamed? Tabletop. 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 Hmm. Okay, like, it's not that bad, but I used to play with a guy who wanted to tabletop outdoors all the time. And so it'd be a... Weird. A, right, because he's like, it's a beautiful day outside. Let's go outside. And a very light breeze will blow all your shit off the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so really that wound up being like the worst place, not because it was bad, but because it was too pleasant. Right. <laughs> <sighs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to think, like, this is going to be a weird answer because it's good and bad. Right. Uh, along with that is sometimes conventions are yeah. the worst place to tabletop because it's hard to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're around convention goers, you don't know. Sometimes they don't bathe, and so it's stinky. Or, or weird. Or they're weird and it's uncomfortable. Or so. the, the loudness of the room can sometimes make even, like, the, the s- smaller amounts of immersion you might want. At yeah, all, like, completely. I'm, I actually have a really hard time with that because, like, I can't, like, have a conversation and have the radio going on. Like, Absolutely I, not. My brain, no. my brain doesn't focus well when there's two different types of noises. Right. So, like, I have a real hard time when, um, yeah, like, when I'm in, a like, a convention hall and trying to focus on a character and you can hear five other games going on. It, this is weird to me because I read about all these people who are professional writers who make money doing it. 
And they're like, and I keep this television show in the background. I know. I'm like, I can't even write a grocery list with the TV on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Much less a novel. But maybe that's what makes them professionals? I I don't know. I don't don't know. know. What about you, Ryan? I think the worst place I ever played just, it smelled like dog piss. Yeah, you know. Or maybe it was cat piss. It was something. It was animal piss, though, and it was awful. Yeah. I think having a custom uh, table helps a lot. <laughs> like the one that me and Ryan built one day. Yeah, I know. They're, they're both like caressing the table as they say this. Which is actually also the podcasting's yeah. official table. Right, right. No, it, it's a very nice table. So other things that I think that can make uh, make your tabletop game better that's not your game is, of course, using like uh, the things you've prepared like props and miniatures and maps. So one of the things I'm doing for the Dungeon World game that I'm intermittently running is I've got a giant piece of uh, uh, construction paper. No. Yes, construction paper. And I'm drawing the map on it as we go. So that way they always have references to where they've been and what they're doing. That's fun. And anytime somebody's like, well, I'm from here. Okay, well, that's over here. And I draw it up. And now they know where it is in relation to everything else. That's fun. Yeah. I had a a DM who had a um, – this was – it's it's more common today – but like this is we're talking about like 10 12 years ago so it was not as common but he had a a game mat that right. was i don't know it was probably like 6 by 9 wow and, that's a big one and mm-hmm. it was it was made out of like a shiny foam and so he had taken permanent marker and he had drawn over the entire thing a one inch grid oh so he made it himself he had made That's it. this really was before cool. they printed them cuz right. now today you can buy i mean of course today that would be a $200 game mat but um and uh, and then we're in the wrong could, business. You could dry erase on it and stuff. Yeah, and that, that sounds was, awesome. That was always amazing to me. And he would just roll it up and stick it in a tube and take it to wherever we were we were playing at. I had read an article about a guy who took a he went to Lowe's and found this uh, whiteboard that's basically just like real slick white side and it's real cheap. Like it was like ten bucks, mm-hmm. and he screwed it up to his wall, and that's how he made his. Uh, you're, that's you're talking very about. similar to your mass combatatron, but right, it, you're talking about it, it's a uh, it's a type of of waterproof slick board that they make for using in bathrooms. Right, and it works really great for dry erase stuff. Right, we did that for one of our LARPs. Yeah. We, we had a space that was permanently ours, and we had bought one. And I mean, and it's the size of a sheet of plywood. Yeah, it's 4 by 8 yeah. yeah, and we screwed it to the wall, and it was, we called it the Mass Combatatron 9000. And it's still in your storage unit. It's still in my it storage is. unit. Yeah. <laughs> cool, well, let's since we're kind of talking about it already, let's talk about LARP. Okay. So um, so everyone should have a mass combatatron. Everyone should. You know what? The great thing about the mass combatatron is that the one piece of LARP when you get into a mass combat that is often difficult is having some sort of map. Because if you're uh, – and we're talking about parlor LARPs because the, yes. the parlor LARP challenge often is that mass combat is not actually combat. No, you know, it's you know, like a tabletop game almost. Right. Everybody stops, pulls up a chair, pulls out their sheets, and you have and you work it out. Whereas uh, if it was a boffer LARP, you know, you'd be in the field. You just do it. And everybody right. would just do it. Yeah. What what's nice about like the something like the mass com- combatatron is um I remember we had a combat where all of the players were battling evil spirits or whatever they were fighting right. on a playground. You know, and obviously we weren't Don't have at access a, to we that. weren't actually at a playground for right. everyone to and so I remember as we were talking about well you know who's where and what are you doing all that Ryan drew 
like this ridiculous like map of uh-huh. like all these like evil looking like it, it's a seesaw, uh, but with, evil, like, but evil with evil eyes and all that. And the players like they got it though. They were like, right. "I'm I think attacking I remember that, that slime." Yeah, I remember you know? that. Yeah, now. and and like it it was this real quick, easy, ridiculous thing that was able to connect everyone into what was going on. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's always a struggle in part of LARP combat is making everybody kind of cognizant of what's going on around them in a way that's not slowing down the action too much because mm-hmm. those combats tend to run long anyway. Right. Uh, it wasn't that – didn't the slide want everyone to go down it too? Wasn't that like the thing is it kept going, wee? And I just remember a bunch sure of – sure that wasn't the public restroom? Oh, that's oh, awful. Wee. No. So I just want you to go wee. <laughs> no. So I think another thing is if you have a LARP, you have to be aware of people's, like, physical needs. Like, you have to have water and things like that. Like, at a Boffer LARP, people need to be able to drink water. They're running all day. At a Pearl LARP, they probably need some, too, because if you're going to play for six hours, you're going to need bathroom facilities. You're going to need water. You're going to maybe need a snack or a break or something like that. i got to tell you about the least accessible location I've ever LARPed in. Is it the Black Box Theater? No. Oh, wow. Because the Black Box Theater had a very long staircase. (laughs) So we played at this, in this, uh, it it was in the Chicago LARP, and they had rented this place. They called it the Fight Club. And it was (laughs) the third, it was the third floor of, like a a long thin building, right? Okay, and it was very much downtown, and it was used for warehouse stuff, right? Like it was used for storage. Well, the the first floor was like some sort of like a a marketing firm or something, and then the second story was like miscellaneous stuff, and it was there was some storage there, and then the third floor was just this big open space, right? And the because of <laughs> because of the way these buildings are built. The staircase goes from the third floor straight down to the second floor and straight down to the to the front door, yeah. first floor, which meant that if that all of these LARPers to take that staircase would have to come in the first floor door, right? right. And they which, didn't want to leave it open for us because there was a closed business. business there. Oh, so you had because it was late at night. So somebody had to be down there to let you back no, in. No, it was it was better. <laughs> it's worse. Oh, so instead they had a freight elevator. <laughs> and okay, this, this freight elevator. Okay, first of all, let me just describe the freight elevator. It is all of the things you imagine when I say freight elevator. Sure, it's dirty, it's rickety, it's loud, it shakes, it's not always reliable, and it's like big enough to park a car in because basically. that's what freight elevators are and for. And to get into it, like. First, the out the inside door has to be rolled upward, yes. and then the outside door has to be rolled upward. So mm-hmm. it's a whole thing. Oh yeah, right? I know somebody who broke their finger on one of those because the doors will smash together real fast. Yes, right. Yes, yes. Uh, you have to smash them because they that's will the way they'll stay closed. Yeah. Right, and then it moves at like one mile an hour. Yeah, so it's like right, and it it goes from the third floor. All the way down to the first, and on the first floor, it opens, instead of opening on the side that goes into the building, it opens into the... Uh, alley. The alley. It opens onto, like, a truck platform. Okay, yeah. In the, in the alley. A and that's where right all of yeah. the gamers had to get on. <laughs> in this dark... <laughs> so they had to climb up on that loading alley. Yeah, but here's the thing is, they had to... They had to 
get somebody's attention to bring the elevator. <laughs> this was back before cell phones. This was before cell phones. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. <laughs> and so if you, yeah, it was just a mess. At at one point, they the all the gamers. Got because we had all had a piece of costume ruined by it. It was like a rite of passage. Like <laughs> you, you knew to not wear fancy costumes because you're going to get gonna a wreck. You get, you'd get snagged, or you'd no, you usually got the, oil. You'd lean yeah. against something, you know, and, or it would drip on you because it was it, it was a it, true, no joke. It was a cage, right? Like the top of it was open, and you could look. Wow, up and see no, the, I've never seen one like yeah, that. Like the oil I've worked drip. in places, yeah. like yeah. this, and so. In the, the space that they had rented, yeah. they actually painted teeth onto <laughs> the door so that you had. So you, you'd open up the door and it looked like it was getting ready to swallow you. Because it sort of was. Yeah, right? it was. It was I, crazy. Yeah. So, so yeah, be your location. Be Make aware it, of the fact that it might need to be handicap accessible. Yeah, because it and was not. Yeah, that and was not. be aware that there might be other needs that people have. Like if it's real tight and close, there's a lot of people who have trouble with that. Right. You need to be able to heat it and cool it. We played once uh, after after Fight Club. That game moved to an abandoned warehouse in a horrible neighborhood. And, like, from there, <laughs> no joke, there was one night where, like, a crazy police high-speed chase ended in the alley in front of the building. And we were all just like, let's just stay inside. Let's... That's, oh That's, no. Yeah. Game will just go a little longer. Chicago and, LARP sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then we came here and we actually rented uh, like a, I don't know, like a 30 by 15 space in a, a huge warehouse. Now here. that was awesome. And that was awesome. Because well, it was fairly accessible. Okay. And we had access to all that other space. It was warm. Yeah, but everybody forgets that it wasn't heated or air conditioned. Oh, I don't forget that. <laughs> and but everyone keeps going, "Oh, it was a great space." It was and great like because we, we were had a place to store things. Dying. We died. In the winter, everyone would just like we actually uh put plastic over the top yep. of the space we had to and try to bring in a space heater. And we bring in space yeah, so like the and the plastic worked. would yeah. poof up. Yeah. Uh, you know, and from so, the hot air. Yeah, yeah, from all the hot air. We were literally inflating the the space. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember the time that y'all had a huge event game there, and we were running mass combat in front of one of those gigantic industrial fans because it's the only way anybody could stand it. Right? Yeah, it was so hot. <laughs> so we were oh. yelling, yelling yeah. all of the mass combat instructions to be heard over, over that the fan. massive fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what about so? At a, speaking of like temperature problems at a LARP, like stay hydrated. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, water is your friend. Especially if you're at a bar for LARP because yeah. you're going to be running all day or at least in some way physically active. And if you're at a place where the bathrooms are far away, then it's your frenemy because water <laughs> yeah. not only keeps you hydrated, but it keeps you walking the six miles all the way back to the one. My, one of my bathroom. very first, um, I've actually played in a bar for LARP before. Yeah, you what? told me about that. Um, yeah. And, uh, it was weird because I was the only female there. It was well, really bizarre. Nowadays, that's pretty. Yeah, that would be... That's rare now. Yeah, but, like, at the time, I was like, oh, This no. was the 1960s. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... But and it was it was so cold, because it was in northwest Indiana. Sure. Um, and we were actually... It was, like, I want to say it was late fall. Like, it, there was no snow yet, but we were actually playing at a, uh, a ski place. So we were on all these big hills... Everywhere. And so the bathroom was like 20 minutes away. So you had to plan ahead. Yeah, you did. And I remember it got so cold that my contact solution froze. That's real bad. Yeah. I was sharing a tent with some of my friends 
And I remember I woke up and I had burrowed underneath Ed. Do you, you remember Ed Lipinski? Yeah. And I had burrowed underneath him and he and he woke up and he goes, did I kill you? He's, he's a bigger he's a big dude. Guy. He's a big guy. And he was like, oh no, oh no, I rolled over and I killed Carrie. And I was like, don't move. Don't move, it's warm in It's here. so cold. <laughs> I, so, uh, so yeah, don't, don't plan LARPs when it's freezing cold well, you have to very make, hot. You have to make accommodations for the, what the weather's yeah. going to be if your LARP is outside. What are, yeah. what are good snacks for LARPs? For like, uh, you know what? Anything that's convenient. I don't even think convenient. It doesn't even have to be convenient if you're if you can eat LARP, character. If your LARP is doing some kind of a dinner, right? You could go all out. I mean, I know that SCA isn't quite LARP. It's not exactly LARP, but, but they do have not, stuff like that. It's but all it's out not LARP. But ice. it is LARP. But it's not. People will argue that. Yeah. I, but like you know, like they do whole feasts. You know, the Buffalo Arp I went, I went to, every Saturday night we had a gigantic feast, and it, yeah. it could be amazing. Do you yeah. remember the night that we were playing, and uh, there was a huge wedding reception next door? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, like, about 11 o'clock, they came over to our LARP with these huge tubs of fettuccine chicken Alfredo, and they were like, this is way too much for us to take home and freeze. Would would your, would your all of you people like to eat this? And we were like, hey, yes. <laughs> I think they got trampled. It, it, it was like seven tins of this. Yeah, and, and it was from like, a it was from this really, really good amazing uh, a local, Italian restaurant. Yeah, locally. restaurant. It was delicious. It was. It was. Like, we had a bunch of visitors right. that night. <laughs> this like is the greatest game. Game. And so they were just like, I don't know what's going on, but RVR is so good. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So we all acted like it happened all the time. That's like, right. Yeah. This is normal. This is normal. You know, I want to say that another thing, especially makes LARPs, though I love it in tabletop too, is you have to have props. You need to have, you know, take into consideration your lighting and any materials you're going to need to prep the game. Like have extra character sheets, just like you would on a tabletop, but uh, anything like that, you're going to need to use pencils, paper, and, cards, whatever mm-hmm. you need to run your game. Make yeah. sure you have extras and make sure you and, have them there. And it doesn't have to be a ton, especially like for setting stuff. No, no, it doesn't. Like we, one of the, um, the vampire game we're running right sure. now, uh, the, the area it ha- is supposed to have artwork in it. So, so we always bring. I just a bring bit. a couple paintings right. and I put them up, and like it's so it always cracks me up. Like when I walk into a room and and I see several characters with their heads tilted and they're clearly talking about the art piece right. that's like, there, and it's hard to do that when there's not something to look at, even if it's garbage art. It yeah. doesn't matter. You know what? I, my very first vampire game, we were supposed to be in an art gallery, right? So there was no art. Well, one dude took and drew a bunch of this real random. You know, like stick figures, stick figure stuff. sketches, mm-hmm. and on on notebook paper, and put it up all over the yeah. room. He also hid ninjas in all of them. That's but awesome. That was just funny. Yeah, uh, and it meant that you had a thing. Oh, oh, look, this is a tree. But you know, all that tree was was difference. a little circle and a stick on the bottom. But it was something to look at. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, like the uh, one of the very first event games that we ran together. The very first. Event yeah, the game. very first one. Um, I painted a. <laughs> I am not an abstract artist. Let's just say that and so i made an abstract painting because we needed one because it was at an art gallery and um ryan had cleared this with me beforehand yeah it's important that you say that because what comes up next yeah yeah (laughs) and um so he cleared what he was going to do and i said yes so his character 
bought the piece of art because you know every all secretly. The- so only myself and the character I bought it from knew that I had purchased right. it. Right, and he he walked up to this this abstract drip painting. Yeah, that was right in the middle for everyone to look at, and he pulled out a can of spray paint. And he spray-painted the Anarch symbol on it. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. people lost their minds. They thought, they, like, a little bit out of character because they thought I had destroyed the art. <laughs> a little bit in character because uh, in, in Vampire, destroying art at an Elysium is, is... It can be bad. Yeah, it can be bad. It's a violation of the Elysium. Right. So, anyway, but, uh, yeah, it was... It was an exceptional moment. I want to say that what really made that day for me was the fact that Carrie and also this uh, other person who was there, Amber Godot, brought yeah. all their like their whole portfolio and we filled that room wall to wall. It was wonderful. It was it's a it was a big room. Like thirty by thirty or bigger? Bigger than that was a it was a, a huge ballroom. Anyway, they filled it wall to wall with artwork. And it didn't matter what like it was all good, but it didn't matter what your opinion about it was. It's just you walked in there and you're like, I'm in an an actual Elysium. I'm in an art gallery. There were things for you to interact with. Yeah. Yes, and it was and, it was so you know, cool. And while I would love to say that all LARPers are really good role players and they don't need to have the physical object, it helps. It does help. It always helps. You know, helps. anything. You know, like, that's like in a, when you watch a TV show and you see, like, this is my, my most hated thing, when you see someone with a cup of coffee <laughs> yeah. that they don't even put water in. Oh, I hate like, that so much. Tell. You know you, who the worst mm. of that is, is every show on the CW. Yes. <gasps> it's the worst. I, and all of those shows have a coffee shop in the show that... That they're at that drinking coffee, but yeah. they're every not. Every one of them. I just yeah. want to slap everyone on the flash. <laughs> so, yeah. everyone. The other thing with with, uh, with that is, is you know, uh, props and lighting... Along, along with with that is like huge, the lighting thing. Like if you're playing a vampire game, darken the lights just a little. It doesn't take it much. It doesn't take much. But I will say there's another side to this because I've played in LARPs where there was, you know, real extensive mood lighting and background music and stuff. And somebody'd say, "Hey, ba da ba da," and I'd be like, "I don't know. I have no idea what's going yeah, I mean, on now." <laughs> so I played. I played in a LARP once where they lit. Uh, they lit each room in a different color. Yeah, right? it was like red. That lights sounds cool. And blue lights. It really was. Except then, uh, they had color coded the paper of the sheets for each type of character that was in the <laughs> game. <Yes>. So <laughs> depending upon which room you were in and which color your character, you can read your on. sheet or not read it. So I, you know that's something. If you run a LARP that requires referring to your character sheet at some time, make sure that people have the ability to see it. Yeah. yeah. So all right. So what about a mush? Because this you're not in a room with somebody. How do you? What are some things uh, that are out of character about a mush? That can make it... Okay, know. well, there are two aspects. Okay. First is the physical room you're actually in. Like, like as like, as the, the person with the computer? Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, you can, I mean, you know, you can mush at a table, you can mush, you know, in front of the TV with a couch. Be comfortable. Right. Um, I mush, a lot of times, I mush with my laptop sitting on the corner cabinet in the kitchen while I'm cooking. Yeah. Oh, that way you just... Glance at it. I, I stir my up. stuff. I turn back around and I make my pose. I turn back and I stir my stuff. Yeah. Cool. You know, we, we were, we've talked about food with the other two because, you know, we're, yeah. we're human beings and we like the comfort of food. That's absolutely and true. And what, what's really neat about mush 
is because people will be like, be right back, grabbing dinner or whatever. You know, they, they'll tell like the entire game or whatever. Yes. I'm idle or whatever. And then when they come back, people will be like, what'd you have for dinner? <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Can I have that recipe? Like, and it's so bizarre because it's so like communal. I think and that's, you don't, well, obviously community is the number one thing. Right. But it, it's strange that it's communal because it's, it's over electronic. Because you're actually it's, not, like, people don't walk up, usually don't walk up to someone in a LARP and go, can I have that recipe? I mean, it true. happens. It happens, but it's not the standard. It's not as much as in, like, a mush where people are just super, like, um, supportive. And well, consider it, maybe this, Maybe because too. the divide forces you to maybe. cross it. Right, because the weird thing, one of the strange things about a mush for me is that, like, you don't know anyone's real name. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you only know who their character is. And so that's so that's even makes it even more interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, with a mush, you know, there's there's some simple things you can do when people log in that are new and, and things like that. Always make sure that you're greeting them and um, helping them understand some of the simple codes. You know, yeah. they don't always know. Uh, there are a lot of channels that are like. Uh, that you can listen to. I say listen to, but it just Read. you're, you're reading them. Yes. Usually, uh, when a guest logs in, they're usually part of your public channel and then a newbie channel. Or right. sometimes the newbie channel is called guest. Yeah, I've it's called the guest well. channel. Yeah. Um, and so you know you need to let them know. Hey, it's called a guest channel here. You can access it by typing this. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Here's the code right away. Because yeah. sometimes people will find the how to connect. Yes. Online, but then they connect and then they sit there because they don't know what the next code is. Well, you know what? Since we're on that, and I know several people listen that do mush, Mm -hmm. but there are those who have asked me questions about mush, and I'm like, you should be asking Carrie these questions. (laughs) What program do you use? Okay. And where should people go and look for information about this? Well, Carrie and I are on Macintosh computers. So So I'm on different. Our our selection is, is our options are different. So what do you use? We use Atlantis. Atlantis. Okay. Um, but there's one called Potato that is very popular, mm-hmm. although that's not for Mac, I believe. That's just a PC. Right. Uh, but Potato, there's one called, I think it's just called like Mush Client. Yeah. Um, I'll look and see if I can find an article that's got, or a list. That has good yeah. stuff about that? Yeah, that has Because I know we different... talk about Mush a lot, but, you know, there are people out there who have no idea what that is. Right. Well, um, not that, you know, they should. Please, it's cool. Please, uh, ask questions on our on our Facebook group. I, absolutely. I will gladly Email jump in. Email us, and, too. Yeah, absolutely. Carrie will point you to some of the games. Yeah. In fact, she should post a list what? on the group oh, today. No. So um, there's some other things that can happen on a mu- with a mush, too, that are sort of abstract uh, and not related. Like, for example, when you log in, there is there are two areas in a mush, okay? There is an area that they call the, the grid, okay? The grid is all of the in-character areas. Okay. Okay. And then when you first log on, they call it, it, it's called the lounge, or it might just be called the OOC room, but it's it's an out-of-character space. Yeah. Yeah. And so the idea is, you know, all of your, everyone, if you're not role-playing something, you can all be sitting in the out-of-character room just having a conversation as your players. Right. Okay. And some games will have things in that room, like objects coded into the room. Like you interact with? Yeah, like I have seen uh, Battleship. The game Battleship. I thought you meant an actual Battleship. No, it was <laughs> it, like you could you would type like "look Battleship game" and then like it would open up the code and start running a, a miniature electronic Battleship game. You type 
plus role or, or whatever, and you do stuff, like, and you can have this out-of-character connection. Right. I've seen checkers. I've seen chess. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, Dice. I've, <laughs> I've uh, <laughs> okay, so I once, w- all right, so there is this whole side to mushes, right? There are what I would just call kind of regular mushes and muds and mucks where they are like uh, Dungeons and Dragons or regular sure. role-playing games. But then there is also sort of an adult entertainment side. Yeah, there, where are. there are. like There are some some games where the whole point is to go and, and have cyber sex, basically. Sure. Okay? And if that's what you're into. And that's what you're into, that's fine, right? It's like, We've talked about this before. Play the game that you want to play. Run the game you run that you want to run and make sure that everyone knows what those things are. Absolutely. Okay. So, but there are some games that are like that and it's not, that's not for me. Um, but I once went to one of those games because it was not clear that that's what it was. And <laughs> it it wasn't, it wasn't described. I, no, I get it. I get uh, it. And, uh, because it was, it was themed to being like, a, things you like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of game. And but so it was, it was like Game of Thrones. Wasn't it ish? Not this one. This oh, okay. one was, no. So, but anyway, and so um, th- they're out of character room. This is this was my first uh, clue that maybe uh, this was not where I should say. <laughs> but they had a they had a uh, um, <laughs> they had the, a robot toy box in their out of character room. They're like, right? oh, I wonder what this, like, oh, this is. This is funny, right? Because there are some some places will have an out of character room, and they'll have something silly like that, and you'll type. Uh, I've seen uh, like a uh, one of those a fortune the fortune teller machine, sure. like the genie machine. Oh, the eight I'm ball. Look at this robot toy or box. I've seen magic eight balls, <laughs> yeah. right? And so it was like the the magic toy box dispenses a toy, and it was like a dildo. <laughs> and and I was like, like oh, oh, this is not the game I thought it was. <laughs> um, a different kind of toy box, but. The, it's a great, it's a fantastic example, though. Did you of, learn some things about yourself? I, I learned that uh, I wasn't going to play there. Okay. That's <laughs> something. It's important. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't have a lot of free time to mush. Um, and so when I do play, get to play a mush, it really needs to be kind of exactly the kind of game that I that I want. And, I get that. You know, and that's not the kind of game that I want. So, so, so what, else, uh, what else do you do to make a mush easy and accepting? You said something about wikis earlier. Yeah, wikis are great uh, for laying foundations of what's going on with the game. Uh, you can have theme pages. You can have character pages. What's neat about the character pages that is that you can take the template that the game has set up for for oh, yeah, each character plug your stuff and you in. just plug your stuff in. So then you you've got a play by actor or actress that you're using. Um, and you can put quotes on the page or whatever, you know, fill it out with whatever details you want people to know about your character. Right. It's sort of like the mush equivalent of your costume. You also said something about how people would post their public relationships on there. Oh yeah. Yeah. There a lot of times they'll, there'll be a relationships tab and then you can be like, well, Bessa went on a date with, with, uh, Dylan. He, he, or oh, whatever, cool. or, or you know, so and so hates so and so. You know, um, that's cool. Is is all that considered to be in play, or is it something to just kind of direct no, your role it's play? Typically not. It's in play. yeah, typically not. Although some I have seen some games that instead of doing like a relationship tab, like they do it like it's a rumor mill. Oh yeah, that sounds and cool. that can be in play, or they'll do um, like like uh, my character does a podcast. 
Oh. Here's the different episodes. Or, so you can go there. Or my character um, is a poet. Here's five of the poems that she's written. Which kind of cool. which kind of brings us real quickly to the the weirdness of how in mushes. Uh, the whole PVP CVC thing, right? Like, it it's they don't have that problem because well, all of the secrets are there on the wiki. Yeah. So what you're saying is maybe John Wick's right. Maybe right. Maybe it's right. Maybe well, no think, secrets. Mm, is I, it no secrets or few secrets? Most, it's few secrets. It's usually few secrets, and I think the reason that it it doesn't work as well in tabletop and LARP as it does in mush is because when I'm looking at you. Like there, there's a weird. There's an emotional component. Yeah, like in in I don't know. Like there's something like when people tend to enter into a mush, it's there's a little bit of a more community. Okay, I think, and this is just me because of the descriptions y'all have given, and the very limited amount of uh, mudding and mushing mm -hmm. that I've done over the years. It's not the mush itself. It's because these mushes are collaborative. And you see a lot of collaborative LARPs in which there's com competition that does not cause the problems that it does in the kind of secrets and powers games that we run. Maybe. Because when you step into it and you're trying to make a story as a group first and not uh, have a, a conflict experience first, then that's the difference. Now, I'm not saying either one is better, but I'm yeah. saying that if you're collaborative, mm -hmm. then it tends to seem to reduce that sort of problem. Now, the downside to a mush is that there's no Doritos. There's Well, you can eat Doritos anytime, man. Yeah, yeah but you have to bring them. You yeah. have to bring them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get out of this and let's head to Game Wrap. Okay. Welcome to Game Wrap. So before we get out of this thing, let's just quickly remind folks where we can be found. We're at honorrollpodcast.com. iTunes, Stitcher, etc. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hey, remember, find us on iTunes. Like us on iTunes. Ten stars. I don't know how iTunes works. Just but I've been told it's really important. Leave us, a, leave us a review and share us with your friends. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Wait, hey, where else do we need uh, to be listened to at? Uh, Twitter. <laughs> no, what state? Oh, Ryan is looking for a Mississippi person. Mississippi. Yeah, it's hard trying to, to help. Mississippi. He, if you have a friend who is in Mississippi and games, have them listen to this podcast because uh, I need someone from Mississippi to listen to. That's this. right. We are also on Twitter at Honor Roll Podcast. And Facebook.com slash groups slash Honor Roll Podcast. And if you can email us at hosts on a rollpodcast.com. And of course, lastly, you can help keep this podcast on the air by going to patreon.com slash on a roll podcast to become a backer. And maybe we'll give you a shout out here and you can also get some other free stuff like postcards and things like that. That's, That's right. Awesome. We just sent out a new batch, right? Last week we were talking about mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Just a couple so days ago. Cool. Hey, remember when you get yours, you have to uh, post a picture of yourself holding it up so That's we right. can see it. All right, so uh, Jason, congratulations! You earned some XP tonight. Woo! Yeah, that's you, a nice change. It is. You get six experience points for attendance. That's great. Yeah, you also get uh, seven experience points uh, for not talking over Carrie as much as usual. I appreciate it. Yeah. So do I. So do I. <laughs> yeah, uh, Carrie, you get five experience points for attendance, mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh, and you get uh, six experience points for. Not being talked over as much as usual. <laughs> Thanks. 
Yeah. So All what's right. our topic next week? Well, next week we're going to be talking about a new transmedia LARP that I'm running called <sighs> The Honor Roll Podcast. Uh, where you guys will all be playing people who host a podcast. I'll give you uh, just as a, here's a teaser. Jason, your character's name is going to be the favorite. Okay. Carrie, your character's name will be the legend. Oh, can uh, I play so, something different? No, you cannot. Uh, but we're gonna. I'll be running that uh, next week right here at this table, right about the same time. This uh, table. That's right. Until next time. Remember, the only way to win at a role playing game is to have fun. Thoughts and opinions that were on this podcast belong to just those folks who were on this podcast and to nobody else. All of the music was courtesy of Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. Uh-huh.